intention interior trucking companies if you are relying on facility insurance you could be overpaying reduce your insurance cost by 10000 or more per truck and good news we accept drivers with only 1 years of experience to learn more just send us text by typing insurance to 3653640714 thank you and welcome to another episode of the dog on a trucking podcast and who's on the show this week Mr. Dana Smith of The Mindful Trucker. This episode of the Dog on a Trucking Podcast is brought to you by the National Recruiting and Retention Symposium. It is being held virtually on October the 22nd at 10 a.m. It's a two-hour event. The agenda is awesome. They are discussing truck driver mental health as well as recruiting in COVID-19. Truckers Against Trafficking is making an appearance and the whole symposium is wrapped out by Stephen Lakowski addressing Driver Inc., where we are today and where we need to be tomorrow. And let me give a shout out to Truck Right as they are the platinum sponsor. The link for registration for this event is in the show notes below. I would urge you to click on the link and take advantage of this free symposium. Now on with the show. Dana. Welcome to the Dog on a Trucking Podcast. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, Chris. Thank you very much for having me here. Well, it's my pleasure, of course. Dana, I, we have never met and I stumbled across you, I think, on LinkedIn. And if for no other reason, I had to ask you on the show because of the title of your company or the name, The Mindful yeah. Trucker. Where did you get that from? Well, believe it or not, as funny as this sounds, I was sitting at the, the table on a Saturday morning having breakfast with my wife, and, uh, you know, we, we were trying to come up with a name. Um, it basically started, I guess, when I was trucking. I've been trucking for 30 years. And uh, the last job that I was doing, um, I was doing something that I loved, but I wasn't happy. And yeah. I couldn't figure out why, you know. I was going through all the scenarios and just couldn't figure it out. You know, why, why was I not full of life and loving what I'm doing? And uh, so anyway, I thought, well, you know, I was starting to get some chronic pain. I was under a lot of stress and that sort of stuff. So I decided to take a little bit of time off and just sort of get away from the whole thing, slow it down a bit and, and see exactly time. I actually ended up becoming a relationship coach because I took, a coaching program through Tony Robbins. Oh. And uh, yeah, so when I did that, as I was discovering what what my issue was, I loved it so much that I was like, I want to do this for someone else. So that's how I ended up going through the coaching program. So when I got out of that, uh, I thought to myself, how would I do this? You know, how would I help somebody this way? And what I found out was, uh, through doing this was that um, I was looking actually for growth and contribution. Those are the two of the big six basic human needs. And I wasn't getting them. I wasn't getting my needs met. Even though I was doing something that I love to do, you know, not being happy, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, here it is, right? So the growth part was I was doing a repetitive task of hauling double trailers, LCVs, from one point to another, and then back again every single day, 
And it was the same routine every day, every day, every day. And, you know, after a while, I did that for eight years. And after a while, it became so repetitive. It was almost like I was almost like a robot. Right. And so, right. And so I thought something's missing, something's missing. So I thought, well, I'll go in and I'll talk to my company and see if there's something else I can do. Because I always have this, I have this funny little saying, a monkey could do it. Sorry, and what was, what was that? Uh, I have this funny little saying that I used to say a lot is this, this is so easy. A monkey could do it, ah. but that's not true. We, we all know that, you know, driving an LCV is not something a monkey could do. So, you know, I was just bored is what was happening. And so when I went in to uh, discuss that and I thought, you know, I, I really feel that I could be more benefit and more value to the company if I was maybe, uh, helping with, uh, organizing the system, right. For the LCVs and all of that sort of thing, dispatching and kind of setting all of the, the, the stuff up, right. Planning. And, uh, anyway, as I went through that, there was not really any position available or any opportunities available. So that's when I decided to take time off and I had to reevaluate what I was doing. And that's how I found out that it was the growth that I was missing. Right. Because there's a lot of there's six basic human needs. OK, there's the certainty, there's uncertainty, there's significance, love and connection. And then you have growth and contribution. And the contribution part is would be something like giving beyond yourself. Right. OK, it's not about you. So it's about someone else. So I was looking for that, even though I didn't know that's what I what I needed. So. As I went through, like I said, I went through the coaching program. I found that out and I was like, okay, I need, I need to be doing something bigger than trucking. I've got to do something. I don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be something bigger than that. So I started searching and just kind of trying to find my way. And one of the things I stumbled upon was uh, uh, a company or platform called Wealth Dynamics. And they're from Indonesia. And what that is, basically, it's a business entrepreneurial platform that helps people find flow. Find flow? Flow. Okay. okay? Like, like, a, like a river. Right. If, if, uh, if, you, if you picture a river flowing, okay, it's flowing. And anytime it hits an obstacle, what does it do? It just, it either pools into a dead pool or it'll go around the obstacle. Right. Right. It just keeps on going. And so... That's what I mean by flow. So in your life, when you talk about flow, if you're not in flow, the opposite of that is stress. You're under stress, right? Mm-hmm. So this is kind of where where my path started to take me was down this wealth dynamics platform path. And what happens in there is that there, there's a profile assessment that you do, okay, which helps you to find flow, which is your gifts and strengths and all of that kind of stuff. So I went into that and I took that and I found out what my profile was and what my energies were. So once I realized that, that was my big aha moment. I was like, oh my God, this is like, I loved it. And I was like, I want to know more about this. So as I went farther into that, um, my wife is also involved in that. And as we do this business together and She's a performance consultant with Wealth Dynamics, 
that's she's already that now. So that's how I got into it. And I loved it so much. I said, I, I want to share this with everybody I know, because I think this can really help a lot of people, you know, just knowing what your gifts and strengths are and how to use them and how to apply them to your everyday life can really upscale, upscale and upshift your life. Right. So once I found that out and being the relationship coach now, and I sort of put all that together, we were sitting at the table one morning and all of a sudden she says to me, the mindful trucker. And I looked at her and it was, it was dead silence for about two, three seconds. And then I said, Oh my God, that's it. So within five minutes I went online and I, I got the domain, um, the mindful trucker.com. And it, and it was actually to my surprise, it was available. So, so I bought it right then and there and I, but I had no idea what I was going to do with it. And what are you doing with it? Well, (laughs) Well, because that that gets us into um, the crux of the interview, I think. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess the name sort of, you know, caught some attention on this uh, through social media. Um, I had a few calls from different uh, key key people in the industry about it. And they were they were like you. It got my Um, attention. So it was. Yeah. Yeah. And I got got some other attention, too. And I got some phone calls. And they're like, you know, what is the mindful trucker and who are you? How come I've never seen you before? Well, because I'm new, you know, uh, I've been doing this and formulating this for about a year now. So we're, we're a new business, right? And basically what the mindful trucker does is we help companies connect to their driving force in a better way through health, safety and wellness. Okay. Those are the three pillars that we use. All right. So say it again, health, safety, and wellness, health, safety, and wellness. Right. Those are the three pillars. Okay. Um, now as, as I sort of move forward with this, um, this sort of would, would work with, um, when you go into a company, for instance, okay, we help them identify what issues they're having with, with their drivers. Okay. Because as we know, I mean, there's a lot of them. Um, a lot of drivers out there and they have, you know, different various issues and everybody's different, right? Uh, there's, there's a lot of stress out there um, that I've come upon in the industry. And again, I've talked to many of them and there's a lot of similarities there with, with mental, mental stresses, stress issues and things like that, right? So, so we help identify, when we work with a company, we work more with um, their value and leverage their mission statement and their culture. Okay. Because right. we want to start at the very, very top and work our way all the way down to the front line of the driving force that they have. And if, there, if there's some things missing inside there in between there, that's not being conveyed down to the bottom, then you're going to have a disruption in there. And, and when you have a disruption, it creates less product or lost productivity. Okay. And you know, a whole bunch of other things uh, could be more stresses. It could be, you know, increased accidents, um, more payouts, the bottom line kind of thing, you know, more money that the company's going to pay out. And, and um, greater driver turnover. Great. Yeah. Driver retention, that sort of thing. So we work with that to try to minimize that, I guess, for the company. Right. Um, there's a lot of things we're working on right now, but I'll just kind of stick to the program here. Um so when I talk about wealth dynamics and I talk about flow, if you go into a company 
and you have, let's say, a particular team, let's say it's the sales team, and there's maybe, I don't know, it could be four people, could be 10 people, I don't know. You go in there and, you know, they're not performing to the way that they should be, for the company standards. Right. We will go in and we'll say, okay, we will try to uh, give each one of those people a profile assessment to find out what are they naturally good at, where where do they really excel, right? Because if you have two of the same people that have the same profile, generally they think alike, but if they're going and work trying to work with somebody who has the opposite profile, they, they tend to clash, right? especially if they don't understand each other. And then that's when you get into arguments, stress, and, and all kinds of, you know, bickering and things like that. And then, of course, the productivity drops. How often does that happen? And so I'm just thinking of a typical driver dispatch conflict. Uh, that is an everyday thing, Chris. <laughs> yes, you know that. You know that. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, so I'm just thinking, can this program, for instance, um, help resolve some of the typical conflicts that trucker truck drivers and dispatchers typically have. Yes, I believe so. Um, the thing, the, the thing with the dispatcher is that you have one person generally that's dealing with a group group of drivers right? Um, or the whole company, all of the drivers. And that one person sees things one way, right? They, they see, this is how, what I'm supposed to do. This is how I'm supposed to do it. And no matter who comes up to that window, and you know that every person has a different personality and they think and feel different ways and they have different needs. So when that person comes up to up to the window and the dispatcher says, here, here's your load, you need to be somewhere by this time. Well, that driver, maybe that driver's just worked 60 hours and he's tired and he doesn't want to talk to you right now. And, the, and then he says, well, I'm not gonna, I don't want to do that. And the dispatcher says, well, yeah, you have to do that. That, that's your, your work for the week. Yeah. There starts to become this push-pull thing. And then the, the driver would just walks away and says, well, he's a, you know, I can't deal with him kind of thing, right? And then the dispatcher doesn't understand why he's not where he's supposed to be when he's supposed to be there. So, and this is an, every time someone new comes up to the window, it's the same thing. And maybe out of 10 people, there might be five of them that the dispatch and the drivers really get along well. Right, because they understand each other, but the other five don't. And now all of a sudden, it's the dispatcher's fault and problem and everything else, and then they don't want to deal with them. Which it isn't the dispatcher's fault. In at least this is my belief. It's not the dispatcher's fault. It's actually the company's fault because they haven't trained that dispatcher yet to how to to get along with drivers with right. the majority of them at least. The majority of them, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, there's, you know, one size does not fit all, as you know. Right. Um, you know, everybody's different. Like, the way that, you know, when I talk about these uh, profile assessments, there's actually eight different profiles, and there's four different energies. And I'll give you an example of this. Um, my my partner is a blaze, what they call a blaze energy. Okay. And she, she's an extrovert, extroverted person. She loves people. Okay? So... When you say, um, this is what I want to do, she's going to say to you, well, who do you need for that? Who do you need to contact for that? 
I can put you in touch with this person or that person. You know, I can make this happen for you. Oh, you need to know somebody? Well, hey, I know somebody. I'll connect you with them. Right. That's the type of person she is. So she can, she loves to support people, right? right? And really connect them together. So that's her energy. My energy, I'm a, what they call steel energy, okay? Which is more introverted, which is, seems kind of weird because I'm actually quite a talker when I get going on, on, on things like this. I can stand in front of people and, and, and do demonstrations. I can talk to a thousand people and it doesn't bother me, really. But the steel energy is more introverted. Right. And they're more about they're more about processes and analytics and systems and data. So the accountants. I was gonna I, I sorry for me, I I'm a trucker. So I was thinking yeah. the safety guy, because the safety guy, yeah. the reason I always like being the safety guy is it's black and white. It's either right, right. or it's wrong. Right. You know, in operations there's all this gray stuff. I've got to make the the president happy. I've got to make my customer happy. I'm supposed to make the driver happy, which is usually at the bottom of the list. Yeah. Right. It's just exactly different exactly. personality. I hated dispatch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I did a little tiny bit of it, but not, not a whole lot. I just kind of sort of got my feet just, just a little bit wet on that. Um, I did mostly trucking, but um, I did some truck training as well. Right. In the training field. I'm actually doing some uh, working with a training school right now. And, uh, excuse me, I did it years ago and I started doing it again just in the last couple of weeks. And, uh, I got an interesting story about that, but, um, yeah. So anyway, back to the, back to the energies. Yeah. And that's, and this is what happens, right? So, so whenever she comes home and she says to me, she'll ask me a question. She already knows how I'm going to react because my question is, how do you do that? Well, how does that work? Because I'm thinking systems and processes, right? Right. So she's not, she's thinking people, right? I want to get out there where the people are. So she doesn't like being stuck at home. She wants to be out socializing all the time and connecting. So that's kind of the different energies. Okay. Um, And the other two are a dynamo energy, which is the creator type person who always has the big picture thinking. Who's always got their head in the clouds all the time. They're not grounded. And then the bottom one is the tempo energy. And what they're really good with is they're really good with one-on-one follow-up with really looking after the client's needs and making sure that they get what they need. Well, see, I I ain't that. (laughs) I love my customers, but I'm not terribly great at follow-up. Right. You know, I I miss sales opportunities, I know. Uh, You know, like you and I are self-employed, so you understand. Like yeah. sales opportunities, and because I don't follow up with my customers, because I'm I'm afraid to bother them. You right. Know, I don't yeah. want to be that sales yeah. guy saying bye 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 all the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, I rely more on my customers to call me up and say, "Okay, come on, it's time to get your ass in here." Time to do something. <laughs> but you know what? That's based on that's based on trust, because they know you, and they know that you're there. They know you're going to deliver what you say you're going to deliver. So they you've already built that trust with them. So now they're going to, they're just going to pick up the phone and call you, well, and say, "Chris, I need you to do something for me." Yeah, and and that's true. It just I know that I miss sales opportunities because I'm not good at follow up. I follow right. through, not yeah. follow up. <laughs> right, so. right, yeah. So if I asked you uh, which one of those four energies do you think that you might be? Do you have any idea? Um, my head's always in the sky. 
I, yeah. I have a lot of ideas and mm-hmm. uh, not enough follow through on some right. of those ideas. Okay. Um, okay. But sounds like a, a dynamo person, a dynamo energy, which yeah. would be the creator type. Yeah. It would be yeah. interesting to talk more about that, but how does this yeah. all relate to, to trucking? Well, uh, when you go through these assessments now, part of the business is working with the company. Right. The other part is working with the driver one-on-one to the driver. Okay. So what, it, what we typically do is we'll find out, do an assessment and see what's going on. And then if it applies, we would do a profile assessment on them. Okay. Um, because a lot of times, as you know, when a driver is out on the road and they're driving along and doing their job, there are stresses. Um, but the stresses may not be at work, yes. you know, th- th- on the surface they are, but underlying they could be at home. And one of the, one of the things I hear a lot about is, is loneliness and isolation, yep. you know, especially with COVID. I mean, these guys on a good day don't, you know, could be away from their family for a week or two weeks and they don't see their kids. So, you know, we do work with that. Um, so, so how this helps basically is we try to get their partners involved in this too. Once we figure out what's going on, because, because like I said, if there's an underlying problem, maybe, uh, you know, the partner at home is saying, well, you know what? I don't want you to drive truck anymore because you're never home. Right. And so there's this battle, this push pull thing. And then, you know, the person gets into the truck and says, well, I'm gone for the week love you, you know, I'll miss you, I'll be home in a week, and away they go. And then she's resentful because of it, or him, saying, you know, I don't like this, I don't like this. So this starts this. So, but a lot of times what happens is that they don't, they're not really saying what the real problem is. Right. It's, it's the love and connection of the six basic human needs that's really the problem there. It's not the fact that she is upset because he's gone. She wants significance from him she wants the love and connection from him and where he's not there he's not present to her or to him however that works well in today's world as we're doing this we're in the middle of covid and right which is another layer of stress altogether if you know going through your personalities i'm thinking of the um, i don't know the names of them but they're like the introvert one for instance, yeah. well, that partner may be very comfortable being at home all by themselves while the right. driver is out there working. Yeah. But if it's like your wife's uh, personality who wants to be around people a lot, now right. your your partner may be jealous of the fact that you're out of the house, even though. Right. And then there's the other stress. Well, what are you bringing home when you come home? Are you bringing COVID right. home to our children or, you know, whatever, or to the grandkids right. and. You know, just yeah, yeah. There's a lot of lot of different scenarios there, right? So, so we try to help them understand each other and what each other is looking for, because somebody that like like when you talk about the personalities, so and truck drivers, okay. If you're going to hire a driver, and this person happens to be a blaze blaze energy who wants to be around people all the time. Is, is driving a truck really going to fulfill that for him, for that person? Right. So you might say, well, my God, they're skilled. They've got experience. They've got all everything I want. I'm going to hire them. And then two, three months down the road, they leave. 
and you're sitting there scratching your head going, well, I don't, I don't understand why. I don't know what happened, you know, but what it is, what it could be is the fact that they are, they're so far removed from people because they're in the truck all the time by themselves that they're, they're going stir crazy because that's not their natural flow. Right. So, but they could be a truck driver. Um, for instance, way back in the day, for some people, they may not remember Sears, but I used yeah. to be at one point a Sears delivery driver. Um, I had okay. a helper and furniture and appliances. So I was seeing a lot of people, um, right. 30 to 40 different addresses I was going to a day. Plus I yeah. had my uh, helper with me, mm-hmm. you know, so there was a lot of human interaction for me right. doing right. that job. And how did you feel when you were doing that job? Did you feel happy and fulfilled? Oh, um, largely, mm-hmm. yes. I mean, there's a. this would be another whole episode if I told you. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, just really briefly, in the beginning, no, I wasn't. Because yeah. I was college educated and here I was driving an effing truck. Right. And I, th- I felt like that job was beneath me. Right. But I had a mortgage and two kids. And yeah. I wasn't going to quit because I was making good money. Right, exactly. So I changed my attitude. And almost as soon as I changed my attitude, that's when things changed for me. Because my right. boss called me in and said, hey, what are you doing? And I told him I changed my attitude. And he says, I know. You're my new driver trainer. You're awesome. And yeah. that's what started. And that's what led me you know, down a, a different path. It was all up here. Yeah. All in the mindset. Yeah. Positive mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll just give you a little uh, interesting thing about that. Um, when I stopped driving truck, I really didn't know what I was doing. And I kept, I, after I was off for a bit, I got called back. And I said to myself, I don't know if I want to go back, but I don't, I'm not making any money doing right. what I'm doing. And, you know, I talked to my partner and she said, you know, sometimes, if you follow your passions, sometimes you have to stop doing what you're doing to make space for something new to come into your life. And that's what I did. And all you're of a sudden, so lucky I'm, you're being supported. I'm being very supported. Yes. I, I couldn't ask for a better support system than what I have because she, uh, she's also into wellness too, right? Like she has a wellness clinic right. with uh, five to six uh, therapists. And uh, they work on, she works, she works with chronic pain for the last 30 years. So it sort of fits right in together. Right. So that's how come we kind of amalgamated everything together. Right. And we do it together. So, so she, she does a lot of the leadership training and I work more one-on-one with people and it works, it works. I, we do both, but you know, that's typically how we do it. Um, she's worked with some of the biggest, biggest companies out there, like Patrick Canada, YMCA, you know, those kind of companies. Right. Right. So. Yeah, so she works with that because she always says to me, um, and th- and this is so true. To, true, when I thought about it, she says, you know, if you have chronic pain and it's not physical, then there's something emotional going on there. There's a block. There's an emotional block, and you just need to you have to discuss it, and you have to talk about it, and you have to get it out and release it. And once you release it, she says, you don't know how many times that people just get up off the table and say, oh my god, it's gone. Because they, they had the emotional release. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, and I did the same thing. You know, t- turning that to a driving scenario, road rage. Yeah. Most people, I, first of all, I have this belief that people are good. 
Um, right. So that's the first belief that I personally have. The second one is that person who had road rage today didn't get up with the idea of I'm going to go out and really ruin somebody else's day today. Right. It's other stresses. And, you know, your example of pain, if it's not physical pain, and many mm -hmm. of us have other pain other than physical, and that can trigger some really raw physical outbursts. It can, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's all linked together, in my opinion. Um, when I was trucking, um, I used to get myself so wound up, and I couldn't figure out why. Over oh, and it was over stupid little things, but it, it started to compound, and then it just became bigger and bigger and bigger. Right. And then I was like driving down the road one day, and I said, "Geez, I'm getting some pain in my back. Like, what's going on with this?" You know. And then I I noticed that someone would cut me off and I'd be like mad, just mad as hell. Right. I was like, you know, at that person, but I always, I always use the hand. Like when you go like this, you're pointing at somebody else, but there's three fingers pointing back at you. Yeah. Right. So what's going on there? Cause usually whatever you project out is what's going on inside of you. Right. Instead, it's not the other person. There's something going on here. And you just need to get to the bottom of it and find out what's going on there. Um, because it's not really the, the person on the highway is not what's triggering this, you know, or, I mean, it's not the underlying problem. It's the trigger right. at that moment, but that's not really what's really going on. There's something a little deeper. And I always say your life is like an onion and you just peel the layers back until you get right to the center of that, the heart of it, because everything starts to hurt right here. Yeah. You know? well, um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So anyway, um, the one thing I, I do want to say, though, is, um, you know, when you talk about passions and doing things for passion or doing something out of necessity, right, there's two different ways you can do things. Um, when you are in flow, and I talk about that, time flies in a blink of an eye. If you think of, you know, if you're doing something you're passionate about, for instance, on, on the, maybe it's your work but it could be a hobby or something like that. Yep. And you're doing that. And then, Oh my God, it's supper time. Where did the time go? And I've had that ever since I started doing working with this truck training place, that's what's happening. Every single day I go there to do some work and I'm like, Oh my God, five hours has gone by. Where did the time go? Because I love what I do. Right. Right. And that's the passion part. So when the pat, when you do it for passion, creates flow, right? And when you create flow, I always say it this way. I get to do this, right? If you're doing it out of necessity, necessity creates stress, which is I have to. So there's a big difference between I have to and I get to. Well, and too many of us um, live in the I have to. I, I have a mortgage and I have two kids and I got to put them through university. I, I can't. We find yeah. excuses. Uh, like I've only been self-employed for six or seven. Oh my God, it's almost been 10 years now. Wow. Holy smokes. Um, <laughs> you know, but I was scared. Uh, no, yeah. it hasn't been 10 years. Sorry, six years. Six years, um, yeah. But I was scared when I started off. But I have a support system and her yeah. name's Tina and she supported my my want it wasn't even a decision at that time. 
Yeah. You know, but she gave me the courage. Um, right. And kind of a funny story. About a year and a half after I started my own business being self-employed, I don't know if she was jealous or not. She started her own business. <laughs> oh, wow. That's great. That's great. You know. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. But, it's uh, always, excuse me, it always seems to be um, when, when you're embarking on something like that, that, that word fear seems to come up a lot. Oh, yeah. You know, um, I was scared too. But like you, I had a great, I have a great support system too. Um, I can always go back to drive if I want and dabble in it here and there. Um, cause I love that too. But that four letter word when I started was, Oh my God, I'm not sure I can do this. Yeah. But what I did was I focused on the outcome. So I went out five years and I said, and I, I had a piece of paper and I wrote down my vision. And I said, this is what, in five years, I want the Mindful Trucker Institute to be like. This is how it's going to run. This is what I'm going to have. And this is how I'm going to do it. And I look at that every day. Right. Because that's my reminder to say, you know what? You're on the right track here. You're, you're, you know, you're, I, I put up the, uh, the website. I have it right here. Uh, and, and I look at that all the time. And I think, wow, look what I've done. Yep. You know? Because we can typically, too many of us look at, oh my God, I'm still here. I'm not doing this and I'm not doing that and all that negative stuff. But if you just flip the coin one little way and say, look what you've done in this short period of time, yeah. it, it just totally ter- changes the whole perspective of everything you're doing. Right? It's, so, yeah. It's like this show. It was something I wanted to start probably two years before I started it. Right. Because I was fearful. What do I know about interviewing and who's going to come on the show and all kinds of, you know, just all kinds of not logical fears. Right. Uh, And now we're, this will be episode 34, I think. Uh, One, you know, one a week. So it's been like 34 weeks. Yeah, Um, almost a year. Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. Congratulations on that. Well, thank you. I just, but you know, I do it as you were saying, because I find it really interesting. I get people like you on the show and I didn't know anything about mindful trucker or, you know, flow personalities that you talked about. I've heard them labeled differently. Yeah. But so I, I, I've heard some of that before, but never applied to trucking. Right. Which is, I had a, Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, which is why I wanted you on the show, because I wanted to find out more about the mindful trucker and how it applies to a trucking environment or a trucking company. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, so that was the interesting thing, is that when I started the business, I thought to myself, well, I think there's lots of people out there doing mindset work and wellness programs and all of that. So I started looking. I was like, hmm. There doesn't seem to be anybody that's really focused on the truck driver. And I mean, that's a huge industry. You know that huge. There's, there's, I don't know how many millions of people out there that are driving trucks and working in this industry and nobody seems to be overly focused on them. And they're in a really high stress category, you know, um, every day. I mean, I've lived it. You've lived it. We know what it's like. And with COVID-19 now, I mean, my goodness, the, the stress has just shot right up. Eh? Yep. Uh, 
and, and made it 10 times worse for a lot of guys. I have a friend of mine who uh, j- actually just yesterday uh, got a new job. He's a truck driver. He was running to the U.S., scared to death. Yeah. And I talked to him a couple of times, and I said, you know, what scares you? And he goes, there's just no protocol in the U.S. He said, we're down there, and we're just wide open, and I'm scared of bringing it back home. Mm-hmm. And so he just got a new job where he's running uh, from Moncton to North Sydney to the boat, uh, four trips a week. That's it. So he's just ecstatic over that. Right. And I said, man, you, you, I think you found what you needed at the time, you know, and that's going to take his stress level and it's going to drop it right down here like that. And so now he's not concerned with that sort of thing. Right. Um, Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So, so that's kind of, how the mindful trucker kind of relates to trucking and how it can sort of help people. Right. Um, like I said, we help the company and we go out and we go out and help the driver as well. So the driver sort of understands where the company's coming from as well, because the company has a profile too. Right. Right. Because the, the way the profiles work, you've heard of, you've probably heard of uh, Myers-Briggs test. Of who? Myers-Briggs. No, I haven't. Okay. It's a, it's a, uh, a strength finder. It's similar to wealth dynamics. It was, it's derived from the I Ching of China okay. and their way of their way of being. Um, wealth dynamics comes from that as well. It was developed after the Myers Briggs test. They used the Myers Briggs a lot in the industrial age to find out if you were the right fit for that job. Okay. Okay. For like industrial stuff. And, but the one thing that's different about the two is that the wealth dynamics goes a little bit farther into the why, okay. why you do something. What's your why? What's your reasoning? Because if you say, well, you know what? I'm going to go to the moon tomorrow. So that's the creator, right? I'm going to go to the moon. So then you go, you follow the square around. So it's the dynamo, then the blaze. Okay. So the dynamo is the what? The blaze is the who. Who? Then you go to the when, and then the steel energy is the how. How are you going to do it? But there's one more. There's the why. Why do you want to go to the moon? What's your reasoning for that? Are you just going because you want to? Or is it a passion? Are you driven by something? Or do you want to just be the first guy to do it? You know, Um, and it always comes back down to that why. Because I'll give you an example. So when I come home sometimes, I was just frustrated and just you know, and I'm like, I'm, I'm talking about a student and I'm saying, I just couldn't get them to do this certain maneuver. It, to me, I do it without thinking, but they're just learning. So they don't know. And they just can't get it. And I said to her, I said, you know, I'm so frustrated over this. And she goes, and why are you doing this? And I said, because I love it. And she goes, there you go. She said, always go back to your why, because that's what is going to keep driving you forward to keep helping that student. Yeah. And so that's what I always try to think of is why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? And it keeps, it's like a circle, right? We all need purpose. Yeah. We all need a purpose. And for some of us, our whys are our wife and our kids or our partner and our kids. Family. Um, there's so many different whys for everybody. I bring that one up because that's my largest why and what drives right. me. But, um, you know, I'm just trying to think of other stuff. Techno- I mean, some people want to work 
so that they can buy toys, a new right. snowmobile um, or, right. or something, yeah. you know. Yeah. And that actually brings me to the next point is you have an ex- external reason would be I want to buy it because I want to make money to buy a snowmobile. Right. That's external. The in- There's also the internal as well, which is what, because I say you can figure it out or you can feel it out. Right. So when you want the external, you think here. When you want the internal, it comes from your, right from your heart, right? And that's the difference between the two. Well, even the external, what does that snowmobile really represent? You know, in your wife's right. case, it could be, well, it allows me to get out and be with people during the winter time. So I really right. want a snowmobile. It's not right. the snowmobile, it's the socializing. Oh. Right. So right. she's obviously would be a people person, right? And needs to get out and get that connection with people. Right. So it's not really about the snowmobile. No. But you just hit it on the head because you're you just hit the internal part of it. Right. Right. So so it's really interesting, eh? When you start looking at those two scenarios, it's like what's what's really behind this? Yeah. And it always comes down to the six basic human needs. I could talk yeah. because one of the other things that um I forget which book this was that I recently read, he talked about every decision is made for status. Yeah. Uh, the car that you buy is mm-hmm. status. Um, mm-hmm. If you buy, um, I'm trying to, th- I can't think of the name of a car right now. Um, it's because your neighbors have it and you want to be the same. But if you went out and bought a, uh, a Tesla or a BMW or a Mercedes, it's, yeah. that's a different status. Yeah. Yeah. And it could be, it could be like an internal part of that could be significance. Yeah. You're not getting significance somewhere. You're lacking in it. And maybe that's one of your top two basic needs. So you say, I'm going to go buy this really expensive car. People are going to notice me and I'm going to be significant to all of them now. Yeah. Right. It's just, it depends on usually out of the six, there's two that stick out right away when you start talking to somebody and finding out what are their needs, what's going on with them. There's usually top two, two of those needs that will really stand out, you know? And it's funny because sometimes you'll get, someone will say, well, I really, I really miss my love and connection. Um, I don't feel significant. And then I say, well, which one's more important to you? And, and it's like, you can hear a pin drop a lot of times. It's hard, I tell you, sometimes. Yeah. Look, at I, I didn't realize how far the time has flown. Wow. Um, last word or last point to you, because unfortunately my guests never get the last word. I always get the last word. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But the last point, what would you like uh, our listeners to hear? Well, um, let me think now. I would say that, you know, if, if, if you're struggling out there and in the trucking industry and you're just having a tough time with anything, um, stresses, whatever, or just the job itself or your company or whatever, you know, reach out to somebody, reach out to us. We're here to help. It's not, we don't do this for money. You know, we do. I mean, we have to make a living at it, but we don't do this for money. We do this because we genuinely want to help you, the driver, you know, be fulfilled, happy, and productive. It's simple as that. And if there's anything that the driver can do right now for themselves, um, one of the things I suggest is get yourself a journal and sit down and write out a vision plan for yourself, for your life. And, it, you know, you don't want to go out too far, but usually we do it about every quarter. 
right? Three months out, set a goal. Write down what you what you want your life to be like in three months, and then work it backwards to now. And now you've just set little tiny goals which are achievable. And those little some of those little tiny things can change your life just by one or two little ones. And I mean, obviously, or I shouldn't put words in your mouth. I'll take that back. I'm a, yeah. a large Tony Robbins fan um, yeah. because you took Tony's course. I would imagine you are a fan as well. I am. Um, you know, and I, I read positive thinking books, you know, yeah. and sorry, I don't read them as much anymore. I, I'm got my audible subscription. Uh, so yeah, I listen to fantastic. them. I love those. Yeah, more yeah. often. Yeah. And I would really encourage yeah. drivers to do the same. Audible is yeah. awesome. Um, yeah. You know, if you want to change, there, there's ways to do it. Yeah. And and just because you're in a truck doesn't mean anything. Because like you said, you can take the audibles with you. Yeah. You know, uh, Simon Sinek is another one that uh, talks about the why all the time. Um, he's another great person that you can sit with an audible and listen to him as well. Yeah. You know? fantastic advice that he has. Um, the second thing I guess I would say to people is, you know, keep your destination in mind where you want to be, right? And who do you want to be at the end of the road when you get to the other end? Yeah. Who do you want to be, you know? It's just those three little things. And uh, if people are interested and they want to go to the mindfultrucker.com and they subscribe at the bottom of the homepage, you actually will receive an email that has a free webinar in it and a free flow assessment. Cool. Where they can find out. Yep. I don't it's know brand new. that. It's brand new. I just put it up. Oh, okay. Because I, I subscribed yep. sometime, not some time ago, a couple of weeks ago when I first ran into you on yep. the internet. Um, yeah. You know, so, okay, I'll go back and resubscribe so I can Yeah. Because this all very much interests me. And, oh, uh, right on. So very cool. just recap, what were the three items again? So the three items are basically... I, I say discover your gifts and strengths, but um, that's if you take the flow assessment. But the first thing would be is to get a journal and write down your vision plan. Just okay. write down a vision, you know, and when you do that, you go through your family, your health, your leisure time, your finances. You go through every aspect in your life and write it out three months out then work your way back as a goal. The second thing would be keep the destination in mind. Right. Where is it that you want to be? You know, because it, and, and the reason I say that is because if you don't have that focus of where you want to go, you're going to be scatterbrained. And I always say this, it's not what you say yes to, it's what you say no to. And that keeping on that path of the destination keeps you from saying yes to everything. Right. It's focused. And the third thing is who do you want to be at the end of the day, at the end of the road? Who do you, who do you want to be inside as a person? And if you do those three little things, they're like I said, they're on the webinar, and so they can have a reference point to that. Um, it will give you a really good indication of where it is you want to go. And I'm not trying to get people out of trucking. It may take you out of trucking. I don't know. I hope not. Right. But at the end of the day, if you're not happy doing what you're doing and following your passions, then you're going to be in stress. Uh, it's that simple. It's well said. Oh, there we go. <laughs> well said. <laughs> I like that. That's cute. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, Dana. 
Your contact info for, for our listeners and viewers is down below the mindfultrucker.com is the website. Yeah. Uh, and Dana's, uh, are you going to allow them to email you? Uh, yeah. Uh, you can reach me at info at the mindfultrucker.com. Okay. And you can also reach me through Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Wonderful. We'll have all of those links in the show notes below. Dana, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. And thank you, Chris, for having me on. It was a pleasure. I hope you loved the show as much as I did. Please leave us a like, a thumbs up, a review, a comment, a rating if it is in your heart. Thank you so much. And I do really appreciate your time. And join us again next week for another exciting interview.